Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. What's up? And welcome to Social Jello with Angelo. I'm here with John Hackleman, the pitmaster, uh, Tony Mealy, uh, coming out of Boston. He's a lawyer. And as you saw the title, we're going to be talking about when is it ethical to strike first in self-defense? Is it ethical? There's a few categories, um, but I think John's going to open up with a, with a great story. John, what you got? Yeah, so I got, I got, and when we talk about ethical, I mean, maybe we got a lawyer, we say ethical, or is it even, even legal? That, but anyway, so I have, I have a, a 14 year old student um, mentioning her sex doesn't really matter, but she is a female. Um, I think mainly I, I mentioned that because much fewer percentage wise females get into schoolyard brawls than, than males. It's more of a guy thing, not a hundred percent, but it is more, you know, it's more common. So I, that's one reason I mentioned that is, is, and, and she just looks like, the kind of girl that would never be in a street fight, a schoolyard fight, a, uh, you know, any kind of fight, you know, a blonde surfer girl. I mean, you could say blonde surfer girl, put it on the Google and, and her, she'd come out. Uh, and she is an actual surfer. I mean, she enters surf contests, long blonde hair, very thin, um, doesn't look like a fighter. And so some other girl, that kind of does look more like a fighter. She's kind of a little heftier and, and kind of a little more uh, rugged looking. Um, and she doesn't like this girl, doesn't matter why, but she, she's been um, mocking her and threatening her and bullying her verbally for quite a while now. And actually they used to be friends years ago, but they haven't been for a while. But this girl is now you know, kind of the school bully, or at least the bully for her grade. And she doesn't like McKenna. So she's, you know, threatening McKenna, McKenna all the time. I'm going to kick your ass. Me and my friends are going to kick your ass. Yada, yada, yada. Just always doing that. And McKenna tries to, you know, uh, has been trying to just ignore her and, you know, you know, go about her own business. But there was one day in class where McKenna's sitting in class and this girl's sitting outside her class like a hundred feet away and her friends the girl's friends are telling McKenna Lauren is the girl's name is, is going to kick your ass you know after class so you know McKenna and this is all on video and it's all been documented by the school um, so McKenna thinks that this girl's going to try to kick her ass when school when the classroom's over so when class is over McKenna's not going to walk out there with her backpack and get the shit kicked out of her, waking up fucking four years later in some nursing home in Santa Maria, California, being turned every four hours by an overworked Filipino nurse. She just doesn't want that to happen to her. So she walks out of the classroom expecting to get jumped. So she drops her, her backpack and just goes after the girl with some you know, punches and kicks, ends, ends up on the ground, and she ends up punching her a few times Tell it gets broken up. So the girl wanted a fight. The girl was expecting a fight. McKenna gave her a fight. So 
now the girl's parents are talking about, you know, not only the pit teaches people how to fight, it's like, why doesn't McKenna have more, she doesn't, she doesn't have enough control, while their daughter is threatening McKenna to kick her ass. So I think McKenna was 100% in the right. She did throw the first strike while the girl was facing her. It wasn't a false crack, like from behind or anything. She walked right up to the girl who's saying, I'm going to kick your ass and walked right up to her and started punching and kicking. So I think it was, was perfectly legally, ethically, and morally right to do what she was doing or do what she did. Well, we have a clip. Do you, you want to go to that clip and show everyone what, what, what happened? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at the clip right now. So for all my listeners, I do encourage you to check this out on YouTube so you can see the video. But here, let's go ahead and move over to the clip real quick. All right, so here we are. Let's go ahead and hit play. And uh, there's the kick. Like I said, the video call is not that good. She was going at it. She knocked her down there. She swings, she misses. Knocked her down. Gets her on the, gets her on the ground. Really good. Hit her times. Yeah. They, they took her off. Yeah. And they break it up, right? Yeah. So, and McKenna puts her hands up and just said, hey, I'm sorry. And she went to the principal's office. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and the girl's claiming that McKenna broke her arm. All right. So we have Tony here, our resident lawyer. Uh, thoughts? So I'm not a criminal defense lawyer, but I, I, I've gone through this before and I've hired a criminal defense lawyer for my son when he got in a fight. And I, and I actually spoke to a couple of really good criminal defense lawyers yesterday in preparation for this. Um, but uh, I, I think there's no absolute ban on, on striking first. If, if the threat is imminent and you know it's imminent, um, you don't have to necessarily wait for the other person to hit you. So I think um, on, on, in terms of striking first, it seems pretty um, evident here that, that, the, that the threat was there and, and this woman, this girl has been coming after her and saying that she's going to beat her up and, and basically standing right there. So I think if, if it's warranted, if a, a strike, strike first warranted, this is that situation. Yeah, I 100% I, I agree. I think, and legally, yeah. And then there are no absolutes, obviously, because an yeah. eminent strike might not have been an eminent strike at all. But in, in her mind, she perceived right. a, an eminent threat to her well-being. And right. I think, I don't think you, I don't think we as, 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 as humans living in a, a, a free society should ever be, you know, having to walk around, you know, without the right to defend ourselves in, you know, in, in the face of a, of a perceived eminent threat. Now, they could go to court later and, and back and forth that. But right. I'd rather court back and forth that than end up, you know, with, with some brain damage because I didn't strike first, you know. So there's, I mean, there's a juggling, yeah. you know, the, the famous one is better to be tri tried by 12 than carried by six. Well, well one so of this, the things, 
Huh? One of the things that each of the lawyers, the criminal defense lawyers, and this is what I, this is my opinion too, it, what they said is you have to defend yourself first. That's first. And then if, if you can somehow minimize or, 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 or gauge whatever's appropriate in terms of how you harm other people in the process, that's, that's secondary. But you have to defend yourself. And then don't talk to the administrators of the police and get your lawyer involved. That's, that's the advice. You have, to, you have to go home to your friends and family. That's first. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the other the other lawyer he he one the one takeaway he wanted to point out is the police the state and the schools can set law, rules they can set forth rules regarding this kind of stuff but they can never take away someone's right which is constitutional under state law and federal law to defend their life and liberty. And there you go. I mean, and it's hard to, it's hard to teach those words coming from a lawyer. Um, I understand what you, you're saying partially. I'm, and I'm partially, uh, I don't know, able to understand most things very, very partially because I'm not too bright, but the point, but still, but still, I mean, she, it's hard to teach that to kids and she's not, right. you know, she's in high school, but she, she understood that she, she didn't go after her, you know, like, ah, I'm going to get you. She, she knew Right. While she was walking there, I'm gonna I'm about to get attacked. I better throw the first punch like I've been learning since I've been going to the pit for the last seven years. Um, and so she did exactly what she had to do. And 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 it is a schoolyard, so I don't I don't teach the kids life or death situation things, even though it could be, but I just don't teach it there yet. I don't teach the gouging, the biting, et cetera, there yet. But for the street, the same situation, if it was two adults and it was in the street and somebody's attacking you, you know, I want to say, mm. defend your life first. In the schoolyard, it's right. the schoolyard domination. You might get hurt, but it's, 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 a, it's a little bit of a, of a different um, reaction, I think. Even, even then, right? Like when we're watching the video, when we were watching the video, and I'll go back to the video right now. When you're watching the video at the very end here, like when she does get her down, there was there was plenty of opportunities to to give her like a soccer head kick or kick her off, yeah. right? And she didn't. She immediately just took her to the ground and controlled her on the ground, right? You can yeah. see it right there. She's not like right here. She could have right before that even happened. Right after she landed that first hit, she could have started kicking her in the head. Right. Yeah. There's no, there's no ref. This we're not watching a referee fight here. There's no rules, but she restrained herself in not doing that. She controlled her and she held her down and gave her a few punches to keep her down. Um, yeah. Which, in my opinion, shows a lot of restraint on your on your students' part. Because again, going back to the, what we just said, there's this is a non-sanctioned <laughs> brawl. So she could have easily yeah. right mm -hmm. there after she kicked her, just kicked her one more time in the head and started stomping her head, which she didn't. You know, she just went and controlled her on the ground until this, until the teachers came and broke them up. Yeah, I think, and I think that goes along with the fact that over the past year or so, or it's been over a year, I guess she, she was saying that she's being verbally abused by this chick and threatened and she kept her cool. She could have done that year, you know, a year ago, but she right. was trying her best to just keep away from her. But this girl right. going to the classroom 
you know, and where she has to be at that time and having her friends go into the classroom and telling McKenna, when you go outside, Lauren's going to kick your ass. So what else is she supposed to think? And talk about, you know, you know, I mean, she had such good control. Right. This whole situation, she's handled herself, you know, like an adult and I'm very proud of her. And, and so um, I think she did everything, if not by the book, as much as the book as she could. It, then, Kaja Kimbo, we always talk about this, right? One of the first things that I loved about Kaja Kimbo when I came to class was they always said, strike first, strike hard. Like that was, that was the philosophy. Like the, the guy who founded it was all about, you know, driving the final punch and being the first one to strike. So it's not something that's, you, it's not something unique to to like I know I don't know how much how other martial arts gauge this, but in, in our circles, it's not something unique. It's not something well, like okay. it's just this cool thing. That it's I mean, right. my school said it. How about yours, Tony? Did you, did you, did you ever hear anything? <laughs> Can I break in here for a sec? Can I vent for a sec? Feel free. Now, with say that the Kaju Kempo guys, okay. Now, let's not forget where I came from. And these Kaju Kempo guys back then, they're talking about beating up white guys, okay? I was there. When they say strike first and strike hard, that was usually to take our lunch money. But I regret, I digress. And yeah, go ahead. One of the things I was thinking about with this whole situation was, because I've got a couple of sons and I, I give them this advice all the time. They both lived in Tallahassee, Florida for a while. They were both over at Florida State. And, um, and they got in some fights and against multiple people. And my advice to them is leave. If something's going to happen, leave. Or don't even go there in the first place, right? That's a bar. But if, you're, if it's school, you've got to go to school. You, you're going to see that person every day. So it's not like this girl can just not go to school. Yeah. Right? She didn't have yeah. that option. So it's, it's the perfect bully example in that sense, yeah. right? Because you can't get away from that bully. Yeah. And, and this is the bully. You were mentioning what? before how teaching that balance, like when, when is it appropriate to gauge the situation that you're in danger? And how, do you, how do you manage teaching that to your students? Like, how do you manage teaching them? Of course, we'd say strike first, strike hard. But how do you manage teaching your students that and still be in like, because that takes a level of awareness. How do you, how do you, how do you tackle that? Well, I mean, I think it's the same way with a lot of things, teaching martial arts. Sometimes you just can't, I mean, one, I mean, they go down in age. They're also going to go down in their level of interpretation or understanding of the little idiosyncrasies or the, or the philosophies or, how everything rolls up into a real life situation. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, you know, things that aren't going to be understood yet by that age. I think, I think by ninth grade, you should know, be able to judge it, even though some people can't, you know, hit <laughs> 40. But I mean, so I, I think teaching, if you feel danger and, and, and you feel like you're about to be attacked, don't wait. I mean, that's hard to, it's it's hard to teach a kid, but you got to, and and you got to at least try. Um, 
So it is, it is a difficult, if you can get away, Hey, that's great. You know, but you know, and, and, and legally, if you can get away, we're not in Florida. So this isn't a stand your ground state. So if you're, mm. if you're being threatened, but you can easily get away, I would leave. I mean, even if I couldn't stand mm. the guy and I wanted to beat the shit out of him, we're not in, I'm not willing to, you know, spend my life in prison so my wife can sleep with my neighbor for the next five or six or 10 years. So I want to stay out of prison. Morally and ethically, I don't think that's wrong. Like if somebody's, you know, whatever they're saying to you and they're or threatening you or whatever, and you could have got away, but you just don't want to, you know, why should you? So I think morally and ethically, you're okay to, to you know, some guy say, I want to kick your ass, let's fight right now. You know, or, or says something even, you know, just rude or it's a put right. down. I think morally, you're okay. You said it, let's go. But legally, now he gets right. a lawyer next to, you know, well, karate guy, he's a martial artist. And, you know, he, you know, he threw the first strike and there was no clear threat. You could have got out this way. You could have just stepped on the well, gas pedal and been, get away, right? Don't forget, the, don't forget the most important legal advice. And everybody says this is you don't talk to the police. You want your lawyer. You don't say, oh, he said this and he said that. <laughs> you I, let I your lawyer. And, and I, I would never do that. And I agree with you 100%. And I've heard it. I've talked to lawyers about it. I've talked to my lawyer about it, who's a black belt. Um, I agree with that 100%. And I'm going to teach my students that, for the most part, 100%. But if I got in a fight and I, a cop came up to me and started talking to me, I would not say, I'm not going to say a word until I talk to my lawyer, even though I know I should. And that proves that I'm not quite as smart as I should be at my age. The, there's a video. I want to jump in uh, with a quick story real quick. So is it, I'm going to probably, I'm going to, because I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with names. Donald Cerrone? Cerrone. Cerrone. The cowboy. Yes, Cerrone, yeah. Cerrone, okay, good. So he was talking about on uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast about how he had an altercation with a guy at a lake. And a uh, very similar situation. The guy was posturing, so he was going to kick his ass. He came running at him while they were on the beach. And he did what he, what he said was a small head kick that costed him a lot of money. Because even though he didn't get arrested, the guy did sue him. And when they found out he fought in the UFC, he ended up having to pay quite a bit to not end up with any problems later. And then his advice was just don't, especially if you're in the public eye, do whatever you can to not have to do that. And so like, and he said even that after that altercation, that he started having more people, cause that got out there. He started having people challenging him in parking lots and shit, like trying to start shit with him, knowing that that happened. He felt that it was because that happened that he had more issues later where he ended up like in parking lot, people recognizing him and trying to start shit with him and having to just kind of walk away from all that. So like, I think it's interesting, like when we talk about what you just said about someone getting in your face and then like who you are in the public eye, I think has something to do with it. Yeah, like Joe Schilling, if you saw that thing with Joe Schilling in the bar when he bumped into someone or the guy bumped into him and he knocked the guy out. I don't, I don't think- Oh yeah, ever... I know the video you're talking about. 
did he ever get anything for that? I'm gonna I'm gonna text uh we should if I wasn't doing this, I would text him right now and ask him yeah. if anything ever came up with that. Cause I know Joe. But um um I agree with I agree um with all of that. Um but at the end of the day, I think I would rather sit in a jail cell um, than, than, a, than a nursing home. I just, I mean, so I, I, I know I'm not supposed to do this. You know, I know if I can, should I try to get away? I'd always rather get away. And I would if I could, you know, even though ethically, morally, I think it's right to, to shut the hell up, to, some, you know, shut some guy up that's in your face. Why not? I mean, if, if he's threatening you and bullying you, then I mean, what's what's yeah. the what's the moral high ground not to? Because he's going to do it to someone else. Maybe he'll do it to someone that'll hurt. He'll be able to hurt a lot more. But because since it's illegal to do that, um, except for like Florida or somewhere else like that, um, I I think I would always I would always choose to get away because, like I said. Right. Um, going to prison, you know, not, it's not something I want to do and not for a lot of reasons, mainly because that give, that'll give my wife a chance to sleep with my neighbor. And <laughs> I would, I would, it's, can you imagine finding a girl on the outside? I mean, it is hard enough. So if I went to, to prison trying to find a beta male to be a cellmate, I mean, that would take some choosing and I'm sure they're in high demand. What? So, bringing it back, to, I think we, so. John had John had some goals. Um, I didn't know that was going to be the last goal, but the 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 goals were to talk about schoolyard self defense, defense on the street, and the way what that looks like in MMA. Was there anything else you wanted to add about striking first in MMA? No, no. I, I think MMA. MMA is it's it's um, since there's no legalities or or um, or even moral or ethical it's a sport. <laughs> so as soon as that bell rings, the the first strike has always been already been thrown. Maybe not you know not physically, but it's it's on. The fight is on, right? right? So I feel like the same thing is when a guy's is has the distance where he can. And has the intent in your mind because he's voiced or postured the intent, right? So I feel like as soon as it's close enough to happen, then you're morally, ethically, and legally right to make it happen. So I feel like it's similar to the uh, to the um, you know to the sport fight. And then when it comes on the schoolyard, I think it's the same thing. You know, when the intent and the and the capacity to, to strike if they have it then I think that the other person has the right to defend themselves by striking first the difference in the schoolyard is to the street it's it's not as life or death it's more a schoolyard dominance thing and then for the sport it's to win the title and before we wrap up Tony any last words of legal advice my my only my only comment is regarding talking to the police. I would, and John, I would recommend you, you look at the video. It's, you can find it on YouTube. It's Don't Talk to the Police. And it's by Professor James Duane. 
It's hilarious. It's about 15, 20 minutes, but he goes through all the reasons why. And, and one of the last examples he gives you is when Martha Stewart went to jail because she, she denied doing something to the federal pro, to the federal police. And that's what got her put in jail. It's by denying they can catch something. You something, huh? Catch that? Something. Yeah, catch- yeah, because if you talk to any federal prosecutor or federal law enforcement officer and you give them something that's not true, they catch you saying something that's false, that's that's a, a felony and you can go to jail for that. Yeah. So, and it's so easy to get caught saying something like, oh, I didn't do that or I wasn't there, or, you know. And that was just one of the seven different examples he gave. He did a great job. And then one of the examples he gave was um, somebody said something and the officer didn't re- remember it that way. So the officer said they lied. And so there's this big uh, you know, slide in courtroom saying the defendant lied, according to the officer. And if they never talked to the officer, then the officer would never have said that they lied because they didn't talk to him at all. So there's yeah. interesting ways that they, that things are will trip you up, but this video is great. I totally recommend it. James Dwayne. James Dwayne. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's right. And I mean, I mean, whatever else we talk about, I, I want to emphasize. Um, I believe you should never, ever, whether you're an adult or a kid, I don't think you should ever fight over words. I think, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it's morally or ethically wrong because I think if some guy, two guys want to fight uh, in the backyard or in the in, outside of a bar, I think that's up to them. I don't think either one of them should be arrested if it's mutual. But I don't think you should, you as a martial artist, we should mm-hmm. ever engage in a mutual fight because of the, of, of the physical and, and legal ramifications that could happen if somebody got hurt. Or on the other side of that, maybe maybe your head hit the ground and now you're you know in a coma with a tracheostomy. So I, I don't think you, right. I teach my students, adults and kids, you never ever fight over a threat, over a challenge, over an insult, ever, ever, ever. I don't care what they call you, your mom or whatever, you always walk away from those threats or those insults or challenges. Right. But if somebody physically threatens you, I'm gonna kick your ass right now. I think you right. should take face value if they have the, the ability to do it and the, and the proximity to do it. I think then you should take it very seriously because that's one of the biggest precursors to a fight is a verbal warning that right. this guy's gonna do this, this, and this. So you should take that at face value, but never, ever, ever fight over a challenge. Never accept a challenge to fight. No thanks, if you wanna come down to my gym, we can spar, you know, we can turn into a fight if you want. In my gym, in my gym sign the waiver. I'm not gonna fight now, I'm not interested. Or a threat, right. you know, or, or a threat of, unless that threat is a threat that you have to deal with right now or an insult. So over an insult, it's a no brainer. Just walk away, you know, a challenge. No, it's a no brainer. Walk away. Oh, you're chicken. Come down to my gym. You know, the gym I train at, we can go at it if you really want to, but I'm not willing to put it out there in the street right now. So I try to teach my students that no fighting 
over words, basically, unless those words are indicating that this person is about to, right, is about to imminently yep. attack you. So that's yeah. how I feel. All right, so the well wrap-up, well don't put. fight if you don't have to, get away. If you're in a situation where you can't get away, it's coming at you, hit him hard, hit him first, and don't talk first. to the pops. Thanks for checking out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check out all our stuff. It's going to be on Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, and all your favorite social media platforms. We'll catch you all later. <laughs> Peace. Thanks, guys.